Welcome to Spooktober. This week on the podcast, it received 1% on Rotten Tomatoes and is generally regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. Not video game movies, movies of all time. <laughs> That's right. It's Alone in the Dark, as It's So Bad goes to the movies. I wrote that, guys. Wow. That was some uh, great copy. 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, does do these episodes underrated? <laughs> underrated. How underrated. How do we get these episodes of this podcast to count towards the uh, the tomato <laughs> critics meter? <laughs> and uh, will will that move that one percent up to maybe one point three percent, perhaps? I think we could get it up to two percent. I think we could get it all the way to two percent. <laughs> yeah. So this week on the podcast, we are adding Alone in the Dark. The 2005, was that when it was? Yep. Yeah, 2005 movie by our second movie on our list of video game movies done by the one Juve Boll, the German director who is known for uh, doing these terrible movies. And also I looked it up. It's 1% and it also has 123 reviews. So out of 123 reviews, there's like one person who liked that movie. So we really could crank up that percentage of all of us went to just go. <laughs> we absolutely oh they, and they they like kind of like round up to get that one percent. Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. Well, no, well no. That, that math wouldn't work if one person out of 123. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did have to round up. You're right. <laughs> what, what did uh, what did Blood Rain get on the Wait. old Rotten Tomatoes again? What what six six percent? Six percent. I don't trust Rotten. Yeah, you know, remember we were talking about Rotten Tomatoes just not making any sense. Movie. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, such a better movie. Valid. We've, we've been over this. Yeah, this just proves uh, it. <clears throat> although, you said 2005, right? Blood Rain also yes. came out in 2005. Also the by the year. same director. <laughs> yes. That, oh, the, that, oh, that wow. motherfucker. <laughs> that Bowles is a busy boy. He yeah. works. One he knows how to work. Literally had 100% focus on these projects. So, okay. So this is based on... This is not based on a game. The original game came out in, like, 1992 or something. Um, I think around that time period. It was a one of the first survival horror games. It was one of the first 3D games that used a flat background, like a drawn background, like Resident Evil did. And it is a very much like a very much an inspiration for the original Resident Evil game. It takes place in a mansion. You have to fight monsters in a mansion. It's dark and it's horror, and you have limited items. Um, there's a guy and a girl who each have different abilities and different inventory. Um, so it's like very much in the same vein as Resident Evil, but it's very, very early polygonal graphics. Yeah, you, um, you get that sense from just looking at the the screenshots from there too, and like the way oh, this yeah. movie kind of pans out, which we'll get into. But like a lot of you can tell how much they just cribbed from Res, or Resident Evil cribbed from this movie, and then this movie slash video game series cribbed from other classic sci-fi too. Um, but yeah, I mean, having never heard of it and watching it, it's just like, okay, this is Resident Evil. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So they they made Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark came out in 1992. Alone in the Dark two came out in 93. Alone in the Dark three came out in 1994. There was a break. Um, Alone in the Dark: The New Nightmare, which was originally a PC game that got ported to like PS2 um, and those systems around that era. Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare came out in 2001. And then there was a plans for an Alone in the Dark 5. It never came out. It was delayed. But this was supposed to be a tie into that movie and supposed to continue that story for a video game that never came out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All those listed are video games? 
then? Not movie. Yes. Not, okay, this yeah. didn't turn into like some yeah. series. Okay. They definitely yeah. so, tried to play at the end, like to be uh, like the end of Resident Evil, where they like come like from underground and then like the earth is just destroyed, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they made they made an Alone in the Dark too. The movie. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to watch. Is it still? Is it the same director? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we gotta watch that. Shit. Like different cast. God, different like... cast. No Tara Reid. No Christian Slater. Very oh. sad about that. I mean, oh, really? like, that's fine. There's like three Tara Absolutely fucking nothing. I want Christian <laughs> Slater in the lead role. He is the only <laughs> Ethan Appleby or whatever that guy's name is. For All me. for that. <laughs> Edward Carnby. Edward Carnby. That is close. the name of was... the protagonist in the video game series. Wait, can, so. can I just say when you were when you were going through that explanation there, Mike, and you said this wasn't actually based on a video game movie. I just saw Tim's <laughs> face just literally express, "Why the fuck did I just sit through that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Tim has sat through much worse movies than this movie before. It was so. more just like how it. It wasn't based on anything. Yeah, yeah. You guys I, were going I over Sharknado the... three and four, I believe, at some point before we started this movie up. So, so, but yeah, they 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 wrote this movie to be a sequel to a video game that never came out. That's like the best. Is... That's the best. That's just so perfect so, for for this. So, is the video game that would have come out when Christian Slater was like disappeared for three months or whatever in South America exploring? Do we know what yeah. that game was? Is that essentially the, that, the premise of it? it? Was he was going to get a like artifact that was part of a puzzle that was going to be solved in the movie which which brings me back to the point we were talking about last night that this is also resident evil this is also uh uncharted basically like spooky uncharted like it's 100%. like a it's a big adventure game and like he's kind of just nathan drake like, what? They, like, at the at the very end they almost just like end the world because of their curiosity and you know just like all those like lore, like the new tomb raider games yep. <laughs> like, that's like yep. how they all go they're like too yeah. curious and then almost end humanity and then have to fix it Imagine yeah. if that game came out and this ended up being like the most accurate like video game movie of all time. <laughs> if like that, that game actually was made, <laughs> straight, so, <laughs> including Christian Slater doing a somersault kick from a laying down prone position. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your moves in the game. <laughs> and then that only one shot that like follows a bullet. Like that wasn't anything. <laughs> oh, through at the all ice through the movie or anything. Yeah. It was just like that one single shot. Like you think that would have been a common like thing throughout the movie it wasn't i mean there's nothing common in any segment of this movie like they just every so, time they change yeah so we mentioned uve bull uh, just for the audience in case you didn't know he was also the director of blood rain which is on our list which we're adding this game to he's also the director of house of the dead one and two which are two movies <laughs> blood rain one and two which are two movies one in the dark one and two which are two movies uh, at Far Cry, and in the name of the king was his like biggest movie i think out of all the movies oh he did far cry uh, too yeah, he did oh, Far Cry. I'm so, I'm so much more excited for that movie now, too. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he also did Postal, which is... So House of the Dead, he has quoted himself as saying, I don't know why this movie was so derided by critics, because House of the Dead was a far worse movie than this. He said this. You may well. <laughs> <laughs> was it right after so, he said Tara, Tara Reid wasn't up to par in this particular yeah, film? He, it's like, all right, you <laughs> <laughs> he also said that Tara Reid was miscast and that she should not be in action movies. Her whole career has been miscast. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I feel exactly the opposite. I think she was perfectly cast for many of her movies. Yeah, American Pie and uh, The Big Lebowski. She was great, and Van, she was also Van pretty. Wilder. She was fine in Van Wilder. Um, she was also an urban legend, which I forgot about. Um, and she right before. 
right before this movie, she was in Scrubs for like a season. Oh, I, I forgot. forgot. Oh, really? Oh, about that. Yeah. I didn't realize, she, I didn't realize that. Didn't like Sharknado like kind of revitalize her career? Granted, like in a uh, like in a, in a, in a like well, an it all comes back to like Sharknado. Honestly, I think you're kind of right because I think she was kind of. Is it revitalized? So yeah, define revitalized. Yeah, like I said, like in an ironic way. You know. She at least got Fair five enough. more movies, you know? Yeah, now she's just drinking a lot of wine and hanging out. I think she was doing that before. One of the, one of the writers <laughs> on this, uh, Alon Mastai, I guess his name is, is uh, he's a producer on This Is Us, which I didn't realize, which was pretty funny to me, considering how successful This arc. Is Us is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Christian Slater is the lead in this. He plays Edward Carnby, the same name as the video game character. Um, he was obviously we know that he was big in the 80s and the early 90s. Uh, his career then spiraled. Do you guys remember <laughs> the movies Hard Rain? Oh or yeah, Broken Arrow. Broken I, Arrow. I remember Hard Broken Rain. Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow is the one with John Travolta, right? Is that the yeah. one where he like is like the terrorist military dude or something with yeah. some missiles? Steals, steals yeah. the the B2 stealth bomber and right. tries to bomb yeah. a yeah. Christian Christian Slater's had an uneven career as well, uh, much like, like Tara Reid. I feel like he's been bringing it back in a more legitimate way of, of late. Anyway, like he was uh, in Mr. Robot. Yeah, but, and uh, I feel like he he kind of was... got. I was I was thinking about it, and he probably got lucky with that if you think about it. Yeah, because that was a, that was a a USA Network TV show, so people were like, "Eh, what is this going to be?" Yeah. and then it was made by Rami Esmail, and it had or um. Is that his name? Rami Malek was in it, and Sam Esmail was like a great uh, showrunner on that as well. So he kind of lucked into that, but they they brought everything of Christian Slater out of him for that role. I watched that TV show, and that show was pretty great. So did you anybody else watch Mr. Robot? I watched watched the the first two seasons. I didn't see the first season. Yeah, I didn't see the third one. I've heard of that goes off the rails after the first season too. Like I was, oh, heard, yeah. I was like yeah. basically told not to keep watching. So no, I mean, it goes off the rails. It comes back and then it goes off the rails again. <laughs> so that happens. Um, but that show was pretty good. He was he was great in that show. Um, Steven Dorff is in this. Steven Dorff, who you might remember as the bad guy from Blade. Frost. That's, that's pretty that's, much the only thing I know him from. Like, I know he's in other stuff, but I couldn't tell you what. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure uh, that Juve Bull was like, oh, I want Steven Dorff from Blade to be in this movie. <laughs> and I was like, he's just like, I don't want the Blade guy. Get me the Blade guy. He really meant uh, Triple H in the second one. Yeah, or the third one. I third think it's like, hey, asshole, you seen my dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, Good movie. Weird, weird <laughs> series. Movie, yeah. Who's like the mentor guy? Who's also the, like the singer songwriter? Chris Christopherson is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, and then besides the big three characters, there's a bunch of uh, red shirts. <laughs> Who are just there to die. And, but, like, like, oh, weird red sh- and they keep introducing them, too. Yeah, but, yeah. like, they're weird Why? red shirts with, like, their own character arcs. But, like, you made the point that, like, they never interact with the main characters at all. Like, and that's... that's mm-hmm. Seems to be a trope in Juve Bull movies because it was the same way in Blood Rain. Yep. But, yeah, you, you like, see a lot of them. You see a yeah. lot of them. They're all, like... It's like crash. They never interact with the main characters. Yeah, you have like crash and what was that one person? Crash that, they all, everybody in this movie had extremely made up names. Like clearly, yeah. like a German guy was trying to come up with American names. And was was like, like, actually, no, these are from the game, aren't they? I don't Burning know. Aline. or something like that. Aline. Yeah. What was Aline. that name? Aline. That's also from the video game. I know. Aline. Yeah. This, these names. So. Don't make sense. You don't remember the assistant curator of the museum's name? She's the assistant curator. I mean, I remember Rob. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's his, Rob? He was the he security was... guy that was like, so, oh, yeah. your boyfriend's still missing, right? <laughs> yeah. At least this will take your mind off your boyfriend. Oh, shit, I forgot he's been missing for three months. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> he got what was coming at him. giving him a hard time about it as if he was fucking this chick's best friend. It's like, yeah, way to go, asshole. Like, what the fuck? That dude should have a uh, that dude should have a spinoff prequel movie where he's it's essentially like Paul Black <laughs> like Mall Cop, but it's like Rob like being like you know museum security guard dude. Right. <laughs> so um, one of the things also there's a, a, a um, museum universe. There's a person per- person named Blair Erickson wrote a script that was the original treatment for this um, movie. And it was much more in, like, the H.P. Lovecraft style, where you never really saw the monsters. They went to a mansion, and he had to, like, get out of it, because that's what the story of the original game was. He goes to a mansion, gets in the attic, finds an artifact, and then there's monsters, and he has to find a way out. That's the story of the original game. And so uh, a screenwriter wrote a script to that effect, and it was much more subtle. Um, And he said... Thank. This is a quote from an interview with Blair Erickson. Said, "Thankfully, Doctor Bull, which I didn't realize he's a doctor. He's a I don't doctor. Know he's a doc- doctor of Doctor Doctor Bull. Doctor Bull was able to hire his loyal team of hacks to crank out something much better than our crappy story, and add all sorts of terrifying horror movie essentials like opening gateways to alternate dimensions, bimbo blonde archaeologists, sex scenes, mad scientists, slimy dog monsters, special army forces designed to battle slimy CG dog monsters, Tara Reid." Matrix slow motion gun battles and car chases. Oh, oh yeah, and a ten minute opening backstory scroll read aloud <laughs> to, to the illiterate audience. The only people able to successfully miss all the negative reviews. I do <laughs> like that. Tara Reed and Bimbo Archaeologist are separate. In that. Also, I don't remember a sex scene. I don't remember. There a was sex no scene. sex scene. That's the, listen. Actually, I think this review is inaccurate. Scene? And that this, that opening crawl was only a minute and thirty eight seconds. The sex seconds. scene we was Christian wait, Slater wait, taking wait, his clothes wait. off and just laying down in bed by himself. No, no, you that guys have to listen scene. to this. That was a sexy scene. But <laughs> we did not you see him take watch. That belt off? We did not watch the uncut version. Oh, there is a, no. there is a gratuitous sex scene involving Christian Slater and Tara Reed, and Tara Reed never gets naked. We didn't <laughs> watch. There's an uncut version, and we didn't watch <laughs> yeah. it. What? We yes. gotta go back. We gotta start fucking over. IMD so, TV. I mean, we, we yeah, we can watch that version with fucking commercials on it. <laughs> it's called it's called was, it's called the Slater cut. <laughs> the Slater cut. <laughs> yes. So U Uve Bowl has to put in his gratuitous sex scene always. So he did that here. Does Tara Reed's nipple get licked randomly? Just like no. in Blood Rain? No? All right. No. Does Christian Slater's nipple get licked <laughs> yeah. randomly? Follow-up question. <laughs> she never she never loses her bra in the entire sex scene. Well, yeah, but she it's like, can't take her Who's bra. having sex in this movie, if not these two? Who's, who's... It's, it's, it's Tara Reed and uh, Christian Slater. Oh, but, okay. Um, A good Christian sex scene. I was like, just is no nudity. Her bra. Are the I red mean, shirts having sex? Is that like, what's going on? Have, like, oh, my botched God. surgery? I thought she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been post this movie. Yeah. Uh, so to add really quick, uh, Uvi Ball has a PhD. I don't know in what though, but he has a PhD. <laughs> Fucking and sick he, movies. And he got it from a uh, he got it from a college in uh, Germany, or university in Germany. But he's a PhD in something. <laughs> PhD so, okay, in something. Okay. 
continuing the interview with this Blair uh, Blair character, um, who was one of the original screenwriters, he said he even managed to cast Blade actor Stephen Dorff in this movie. I'm sure he was a huge fan of his performance in Backbeat or something. The funny part is, after we walked off, he got his usual team of hacks to churn out a steam- huge stre- steaming pile of shit. He came back months later and asked us if he could get the rights to use scenes from our screenplay for free. <laughs> oh, Juve. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a terrible person also oh he God. admits in the director's commentary for this he's very candid i think at some point in his career he's like i just make shit movies but uh, he's like he's like okay some of these some of my movies aren't that bad mm. and i know some of them are good and some of them are bad but better than what critics say so he's like very candid now i respect um, that and it in his director's commentary, he's he admitted that this was another German tax scam. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Awesome. He's like, there was there was free money on the table. I can't just not take it. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally Ed, he, he's totally Ed Wood without the heart, you know, like <laughs> without like like Ed Wood, but Bell Counts was like a very passionate, like decent person, albeit troubled, and like Uvi Ball's like the evil Ed Wood. Like, with all those, like, good traits, like, stripped away. So, um, we I mentioned it. This movie does begin with a minute and 30 second long scroll, which was excellent. When they all, they read it, too. Which, like, <laughs> yeah. why have the scroll? It was so long. Why was it that long? I don't know. Then they then they switched to an inner monologue narration by Christian Slater that never came back. Like it was just that opening scene. No, there was a few. There was a few there, there times. was one more. There was yeah, one. Yeah. one was more. there? Yeah, but it's it was like, like midway through the movie after like that sick like metal scene. I think <laughs> it was when he was taking his belt off, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just like this belt's coming off. <laughs> it's like everything in this movie where like it feels like two different movies at times like slammed together. Like oh, the yeah. tone shifts halfway well, through this movie. The well, and, and, so and, that, and abruptly too, because like the first thirty, maybe forty-five minutes is like kind of slow, just kind of building up, like just what's happening, so you're not it's just very completely much... lost. And then like yeah. once they're in the museum, and like two people died, it's and it's just like insane. So... Somehow they're all like perfect marksmen and just have like assault <laughs> rifles and just turns into an action playing. movie. Yeah, but like beyond I... that, yeah, I have a theory that. They took the original treatment, which was a thriller, and that's what very much like the first quarter of the or half of this movie was. And then they were like, mm, "We're gonna make this action packed and add as much action as possible to this." Yeah. And so they like they like riffed off that treatment, and then they were just like, "Nah, we're gonna add aliens from the movie Alien to this," <laughs> <laughs> but also give them like invisibility, so we're dabbling in Predator. Yep. Yeah. Well, they also mentioned that uh, Lovecraft is like a, an influence on this too, and like that the Shoggoth, like the dog creatures, are basically what these creatures are, which like right. everybody steals from Lovecraft because it's Lovecraft. But like, but they called them them Xenos. Xenos with a Z because we had the subtitles going, not an X. So it's different. It's different. Can't call them Trade, Xenomorphs. Can't call them Xenomorphs. Just don't say the morph part. This movie also opens with a fight scene where we mentioned that uh, Christian Slater does a spin kick from the ground while laying down to hit some to hit a monster guy, and um, it's kind of ridiculous. There's a scene. There's a part. The actor who's chasing him, who's supposed to be like the monster, is like the most unathletic person who they're <laughs> trying to portray as athletic. And they show him on wires one time, like jumping from like cars and like oh, boxes. Oh yeah, you could see and, his shirt like, straight up pulling up where the wire. Is. <laughs> <laughs> no, do we? Ever, when, when, was he the same monster like 
par- did he have the same like parasite that everyone in the later in the movie had? Yes, I think so. Yeah. So, so why was he, was he with... being attacked? If he, like he wasn't summoned yet, like weren't they all summoned at one point when they opened that box? Well, he was with the professor who was trying to get the artifacts when they originally okay. found the original artifact, and so that's why he was back. We also never. All right, so. They also showed several times like them lifting this submarine, holding a crate, and <laughs> there's a big scene of like them trying, oh, don't open it, we're going to open it, don't open it, and then they finally open it, kills everyone. They Do they ever say what the fuck was in that crate? We're assuming no. it, was, More, it, it was one of the, the Xenos. Yeah. yeah, it was the yeah. Xenos. One of the Xenos. As like just but the parasite itself? That. Or, like, one well, of the they, people that, like, no. really morphed into it. Well, it was, like, the big one, and they kept it in a gold box, because gold traps demons or whatever the fuck. I don't <laughs> know. It was green well, no, box. so, so the, way, the way I remember it is the professor hired the pirate guys to find this gold box at the bottom of the ocean because he wanted to... He told them it was gold, and because it was gold, there's probably valuable things inside. And so they they were like, ah, oh, let's open it before we get to shore so that we can see what we got. And so they opened it, and it was a monster. And then the, that monster went to the museum, and that was the monster that was in the museum with them originally. Right. Oh, I thought that was, like, people that just kind of morphed into it after they the, that thing opened. No, so the original monster... I don't think they... those thing, The people never morphed into monsters. They were just, like, zombies. Yeah, they were the zombies. Wait, so I what did that mean when... Like what did that mean when Christian Slater was like, oh, I... Like, there's a part where, like, Christian Slater was like, oh, I just killed Jim. He was, like, that monster. They, um, they might have been turning into those... Right? Well, they, so they were, they were the children who were in the orphanage who were all implanted <laughs> with some sort of, like, parasite that was also an alien parasite, but different than the Xeno monsters. And they all got activated when... I mean, Tim, you're right. It doesn't yeah, make sense that they, was, like, opened this I, I box. Think, yeah, I think Tim I, is right. So one of them did morph at one point, but what Mike right. like is also right in that that was a monster that came out. They all got, like, activated, but they weren't morphed yet. I don't think they turned into the Xeno monsters. I think they all turned into the zombies, and that was kind of it. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> seeing anybody transform into one of the Xenos. There just were lots of Xenos. But, yeah, but didn't but like yeah, door, I, I think I think, Tim and I, I think Tim and I are remembering the same thing where it's like it's like right after like they put the bug thing or alien thing in the. Um, I think like I the, think the mortuary. To, to be honest, like, yeah, the guy who's doing the autopsy. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, then he like they Let's blow see. it up. and goes, I just killed. Oh, I just killed Jim. That's when he was shooting him. That's when he was shooting him, and the guy was strangling him. And he was like, "Oh, I just killed that guy. I'm sorry." But it then, was the guy's wife that he, or he was talking to his wife earlier. There should have only been one Zeno that whole time, until they had the key to open the door, which they didn't have until late when the fucking room opened well, up and no. had all the Zenos. Where there was that's only not the one true. In that be- box. Well, the, professor that, all, the professor also had him in his laboratory, remember? Oh, he had, yeah, he did. You're right, you're right. Yeah, he had he, that one captured. Like, trapped in a cage. That's what he liked. So he probably had sandwich. more. They also yeah. did say something, I feel like, the fact... So, like, the, the myth behind this was there was some ancient civilization that disappeared, and they buried these crates at the four corners of, like, North America, and blah, 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 some oh, cryptic shit happened. Pieces, but, yeah. but they did say... There's, so there's the, like, government organization 713 that is, like, the paranormal <laughs> FBI... Fucking X-Files, like, charge for a second reason not men in black yeah yeah, not men in black but basically but they do so when he's talking to the like scientist dude while he's opening the chest cavity he's like oh we've seen these monsters before and he's like whoa how do you kill them and that's when he's like we have these photon enhanced bullets and then he's like oh sick i need those bullets and then suddenly there's like yellow bullets flying around the rest of the movie well that's when yeah so i think that these were like a huge from the bond right 
Yeah. 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 The guy who was in the mortuary who was doing the autopsy in the mortuary, they had an arsenal of weapons specifically designed to kill these aliens for some reason. So I think they, I think they encountered these guys before is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that they, they knew about these aliens before or whatever they are. But when they, when they first showed up though, they showed up so hot and it was fantastic. Like out of nowhere, they just, just, they just like fell through like windows in the ceiling. And (laughs) somebody was like, what's that? is that a helicopter noise? Yeah, and yeah. then, like, SWAT teams yeah. through the windows. Just glass <laughs> raining down on them. And, and there was, like, oh, there's, like, this, like, I laughed hysterically because out of nowhere, they just end up in a new metal uh, music video yeah. where they are blasting zombies or blasting monsters. That was the in best part of the museum. movie. Yeah. And there was, like, strobe lights and there were, like, guns and, like, Tara Reed's, like, shooting all these monsters for no reason. Just out of nowhere. Everything was, like, that, like, Super Nintendo, like, Mode 7 style effect where it's, like, trying to make... They all, like, were, like, 2D images of everybody. I was just gonna say, it was so weird. It looked like they, like, they were, like, cardboard cutouts of themselves (laughs) at times. Like, Yui Bowl literally was, like... I'm going to take the two guys, and instead of paying them, we're just going to take a picture of them and put a cardboard cutout behind the guy who's shooting while he's like, <laughs> firing that, in the air. That one segment, though, saved the movie. Like, it would have been oh, yeah. so dull the whole fucking movie. I mean, it was up until then. And then that, that like, out of nowhere, just, like, you, all of a sudden you hear, like, double bass drums. And then, like, just fucking, like, Going into this going movie, nuts. I didn't... Going into this movie, I did not know what to expect. I did not know these video games. I did not know this this movie series. I guess there's two of them. And I thought it was going to be some like spooky thriller type haunted house 100%. movie. Where, same. Like, same. Like, he yeah. and Tara Reid are investigating the cause of this curse on some family or something. You thought but they'd then, be alone like, right in off, the dark. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They were never alone in the dark. In <laughs> there was always <laughs> at least like a SWAT team together in the dark. Um, but yeah. Then like, but like right off the bat, you get that guy who's chasing Christian Slater, and he's doing kung fu flips, and there's like a shootout in the street. And it's like, wait, I don't. Wait, when are they gonna get to the haunted house? And then that scene takes over, and it just like it dispels any notions. Like once they start shooting <laughs> all the of the Zenos, the movie it, never goes back to like it. just yeah. becomes insane from like that point out. Like people yeah, are movie just does, and, like, I think the movie just does a yeah. big. It just it just does a big line of cocaine right in the middle <laughs> of the movie, and it's just like. But like dollar store Batman vest outfits, like oh, yeah. oh yeah, their SWAT vests. They were like, like modified yeah. baseball like catcher pads. Yeah, <laughs> no, and they were they were like they they didn't fit some people. Some people right. were much oh, larger. Oh, it was definitely one size fits all. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, got, they definitely got a wholesale box of that shit. They no, they didn't measurements. though, because people were wearing different types of armor. None of it matched really well, which I thought was hilarious. Like like the one girl was wearing like a really like defined like there were like ribs and like pecs on the shirt, but then other guys just had like. Basically, like Tim said, like a regular catcher's like outfit. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> they must and have I, ran out yeah. of a couple of them. I can only I, imagine I, if like... this took place like in a different time, like how bad the co- like all the wardrobe would have been. Just by because those are, yeah exactly. <laughs> those are the That's only people that needed like special like uniforms and equipment. Everyone else could wear jeans and like a sweet uh, trench coat. Um, so I, I looked up if it was the same costume designer from Blood Rain, and it was not, uh, which I was surprised by. The costumes in this movie, just every costume, like there are some that are just boring, and then there are some that are just bad. Christian Slater's uh, Matrix trench coat that has like the buckles that are on his like shoulder <laughs> is like really weird. And, and, so um, stupid, I love he it. He also, they filmed him <laughs> like with a wife beater on on the plane, and he's got like his chest, his chest hair that has clearly been cut to like to like make it 
make him smooth at some point, and it's grown in over the course of like two weeks. It's real and weird. And he's like scaring the and shit out like, of a hey, child on the plane. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's scaring the shit out of a child on the plane. But he like at one point he like takes off his shirt and he's wearing a wife beater, and they're like, "Oh yeah, look at our hunky guy." And he's like not jacked at all, and it's like, "What is it? Why are they doing this?" He, uh, U of A Bull has also said in, the, in one of his director's commentaries, he's like, "Yeah." Christian Slater, he doesn't get as much credit as he should. He's a much better actor than Keanu Reeves. He's a, <laughs> and he's a very handsome gentleman. So I think <laughs> he definitely I, was trying to sexify Christian Slater in this. I think I agree with. Movie. I think I agree with Yui Bull in this in this particular instance. I love no disrespect to Keanu, but he's not a very good actor. <clears throat> Christian Slater is better. <clears throat> no, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is, guys. <laughs> Are you talking about Johnny Utah? Johnny Have Utah. You seen that? <laughs> shooting into the sky Paul <laughs> just loves michael madsen and uh christian slater those were like his like two acting heroes it was very strange um and so then we get to the after we have the scene in the museum where they have like the the new metal and it gets weird it's wild then they go to a mine somewhere we don't know where there's also like every setting in this like there's a museum oh okay? we know where the mine and there's is. a there's it's underneath there's the a, orphanage where he grew up <laughs> you don't you don't find that out until the end of the movie Fair, um, but right. but like there's a city and you're like okay where's the city oh it's, it's a city <laughs> and there's like they're like there's a mine where is it oh it's a mine like there's it's so, so they, like undefined they, where anything is they do get movie. back to that city very quickly after they were just at the orphanage and then previously like in the mine tunnel that turned out to be this the umbrella secret laboratory underneath all of it and then they come out and they're back at the orphanage but then they're immediately like oh should we go like downtown and walk into the city that's <laughs> probably miles and miles and miles away I'm pretty sure in the games the city is Boston, by the way, because it's in the oh, Northeast. Because really? it's H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, but it's not. It's this is all filmed in Vancouver and British Columbia. So they go to a mine. The mine is then they have to get all of the people from Seven Thirteen. Everybody, get everybody. Everybody's there. Get more people. No, so everybody's here. Like Christian Slater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we need more tires, point, damn it. There's one point where they set up miniguns that are motion activated and they make a point. They're like, all right, we're going to show that they're motion activated because somebody stands in front of them and waves their hands and they move. With Which them. is the worst and way to calibrate a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, the Xenos come and they come to invade. There's like thousands of them now for, for some reason from somewhere. Oh, they show the professor unleashing them at one point. I remember because the professor's like standing on a, a fence and he like points and they all come like rushing by him. Uh, the bad guy. Um, but they go and they, they try to attack the mine shaft and the miniguns fire. The miniguns never move when it's actually active. It's too expensive. So I hated that. Too so the, uh, did they ever <laughs> actually no explain why the, like how the professor got control of all these fuckers, because if he was hiding from that one in the first place, like in the beginning it's, of the movie, so he, it's I know his I life's trying to, work. I know I keep trying to make work. reason like of this movie and try to like connect dots. That, like they don't, so they're not there. Before this movie, so him and the guy who originally attacked Christian Slater found an artifact originally a while ago, like twenty-two years ago, and that's when they went insane. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the movie starts off. Can we just mention that the movie starts off where it just says twenty-two years ago? Years ago from what? The oh, movie yeah. just fucking started. <laughs> that's that's a common trope. That's a common trope. <laughs> no, they go to the next scene and then say twenty-two years later. 
No, but you know that the previous movie is 20 years before, you know? Like, it's a time jump. He's on an airplane. <laughs> He's older now. <laughs> well, the funny thing, the funny thing He's is, He's Christian like, Slater now. They show a little boy running away from yeah. something, and you think it's the cops, and then they show Christian Slater on the flight, and then they do a flashback, and but they only sh- they say 22 years later at the very start. Like they don't ever cut. They cut back and forth between times. Right. It's kind of confusing. I want to say there's a lot of there's a lot they, of cuts in this movie that are very say, confusing. Like, today. Are we supposed to believe that like 22 years later, Christian Slater's only like fucking 27? Like this movie's <laughs> because, yeah. uh, I don't know. That's How a hard really 27 there? right there. And, like, I mean, so you bring up know, a fair point. <laughs> so like the 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 woman who's like calibrating like the the guns, like crash. She, is that Crash? Crash is the one. Maybe. So like, I was trying to. I was like wondering if like, is she somebody in the games? Because like, she gets like a fair amount of focus on her, and then like, she's found later, like with her face, like little, or head split wide open, and like should be dead, but she's like alive, just like lo- stays alive <laughs> yeah. long enough, just for oh. someone else to find her and go, oh. And then they just no. bring it back to her for like one split second, like fifteen minutes later. And just show her body yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> like, for had a, no reason whatsoever. Christian Slater was, so, was 35 at the time of this movie. There's definitely some special <laughs> effects that they had that, like, they clearly, like, try to do it, like, the old school way and do it, like, you know, with models mm-hmm. and shit. And yeah, they just try to get as much out of it as they could, even though, like, it didn't work. Or, I don't know, like, I'm going back to that or the guy that. I forget what the exact scenario. I think he got stabbed in the chest, and then they or like they cut away before he gets stabbed, and then they cut back, and it's just like blood spraying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like spraying on him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they took a bucket, <laughs> bucket of blood. Yeah. yeah, that's where the scene where the alien comes down from the roof or above, and it's it's just the shot from Alien where it's like hanging upside down and then it just shows a guy with like blood being tossed at him. And yeah. That's it. And they don't, like nothing happens to him. Like a bunch of shots in this movie too, by the way, when they're interacting with the Xenos, nothing happens to the actors. They're just like grabbed and they don't like, and they just die. Like that happens like many times in this movie. They try, they like deliberately don't show the gore in the action scenes. Only well, in expensive. the aftermath. That stuff's expensive. Yeah. They can show blood splatter. That's cheap. <laughs> so um aside from that so they go into the mine um steven dorf christian slater and tara reed go into the mine with two red shirts who for some reason aren't the characters that are named they're just two random guys oh be- even before that we should talk about in the museum there was a fight scene between two asian actors oh, and they- <laughs> <laughs> they'd have never they'd- they had never been introduced before, and they had a martial arts scene, and it was like one of them, this kind of feels vaguely racist. One of them was the, the parasite zombie. Like it was, it was the Asian officer who was like, "Yeah, I'm kicking these zombies' asses. This is great." All of a sudden, never been introduced and, before. Yeah, we had no in the, idea in the who movie. he is. No name, no nothing. Just jump for this guy, and then all of a sudden, an Asian zombie jumps out, and they have this fucking ridiculous fight. And it's like it, that was that was all that they were there for. Which is like, oh, <laughs> this is Asian, we need an Asian zombie because it's a kung fu I, I, fight. Like, oh I'm my s- god. I'm surprised that Yui Bull was restrained enough to not use the wires that he was using previously in the movie during this <laughs> fight, because he could have just gone Crouching Tiger on this. You oh, know so he wanted to, totally. but he didn't. Um, I think, so, so they go into the mine, they're like, it's like Indiana Jones for a hot second for some reason, or Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. Uh, so, and they, they run across a door... Um, that they need to open, and they have to explode it. And then for some reason, and this is a mine from an ancient civilization, there's, like, all this stuff, and then there's a uh, series of blocks 
They have to blow it up, and behind the blowing up blocks, there's a lab, a modern lab, complete with electricity. For some reason, in this ancient civilization tomb, there's a modern lab that is hidden behind blocks. Well, so this uh, is but, this is the Umbrella Corp of it all, because yes. you realize that, that, well, spoilers for our listeners here, but you realize that the secret government agency 713 has actually discovered these monsters and had some, like, role in creating them, and all the... And, like, Christian Slater just, like, looks at the door for a second. He's like, oh, my God. It's 713. And then, <laughs> and then Stephen Dorf is like, God damn it! I can't believe it! Ah, and they get real angry. And, well, yeah, also, like, it's when he realizes that he's been there before. He finds his, like, weird little right. hospital bed, but not a hospital bed with his name on it, because they all had name tags right. on each bed. Right. And he's like, wait, are we below the orphanage I grew up on right now? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that where we are? <laughs> and so, in that, in that area, there is a doorway that goes to... What do you want to call it? Is it hell? Is it... The underworld. The underworld? I love that mind from The Lovecraftian... The Lovecraftian depths. That's what it, it is. Did look, it did like look like the mines of Moria, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was like millions of the Xenos are there. Although you don't and, see any of them. <laughs> well, you, you do see them. They like move around. They're but they're like far away, and it's all CGI. The crowd was just and, like wriggling. Yeah, yeah it, and was, it was like yeah. There's so they have this door, and they're like, oh shit, we gotta close this after they get in there, and so they like try to build tension in that scene, and it's like literally one of the worst done scenes ever because they're trying to build tension but there's no monsters like visible coming towards them there's like no tension whatsoever but they're like oh sh-. steven dorf's like oh shit i gotta the the explosion didn't work i have to run back and set the timer it's so confusing still, oh, and, and so confusing still, when he, they like close the door he's like i'm gonna set up the bomb we're closing the door. Oh, I'm going to run out. Oh, shit, I didn't set up the bomb. I'm going back in. I'm going to set up the bomb. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have set it up here. I'm going to go back in. Now I'm going to close the door. Now I'm going to set it up here. Now I'm going to wait for a while until they come in. Now I'm going to do slow motion explosion jump. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're the special ops guy. When he went back to, like, reset the bomb or whatever the fuck he did, he walked in there. They kind of were like, oh, finally someone turned off that light. Like, they can go back to bed now. And he just yeah. was like... So they didn't know he was back in that room, and then he just started firing his gun. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot nowhere. about that. And, yeah. like, just brought all the attention back to him in that doorway. <laughs> like, they were fine. I think they just... They, yeah, there was nobody rushing the door. No. They were like, should, we, in, should we invade the Earth right now? Eh, the door's closing. Yeah. Let's not worry about it. Oh, Stephen <laughs> Dorf is shooting at us. Let's, let's fucking... Yeah, let's, we'll go. <laughs> and so they, they escape the mine, and they... Somehow, magically, there is a doorway that looks like a bulkhead to a basement that is in the front yard of the orphanage <laughs> that you don't see before. And it's like, you didn't know that that was there? You didn't know where that yeah, went? No one it's ever asked the question, what's yard? this giant bulkhead that sticks out of the ground? <laughs> right? Like so, 30 yards in front of my house. Front lawn. Yeah. Is this a Literally doorway to hell? You guys would tell us if this was a doorway to hell, right? Like, you would. <laughs> Steven Dorf survives, right? He, he like did. survived. He did. But yeah. the, he is, was ten feet away the... from the blast. Oh yeah, ten he, feet no, away. He, he guys jumps he, down. He jumped in the air when the bomb exploded, so he was fine. You know, but, fire okay. filled all of the but, tunnels and like came out of that shaft, but he was fine because he jumped. But where did he go? Because that final scene where they're in the middle of the city with no one there, it's just Tara Reed and Christian Slater, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he went back to fucking we, Washington. We, we, yeah, we, know, saw like yeah. we saw him like moving. Yeah, saw him like moving around. Yeah, and then just nope, we don't care about him anymore. Honestly, no one cared about him anyway. He was the character sucked, right? Yeah, it yeah. 
he was one of those fucking necklaces away from being an Abercrombie. The only character I really <laughs> care about is that goddamn cab driver in the beginning. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yes, this is the movie that at the end of the movie, it turns out Xenos are everywhere and the world is now over. And I they guess, tried to start a movie franchise. Yes. Mm. Um, couple of things about this movie. There's like a dozen MacGuffins that we didn't even talk about that they, they included in this movie that I, there were keys or something that opened the door that Christian Slater was tempted to open, even though they were like, no, there's that goes to hell or whatever. Don't open it. And Christian Slater's like, I'm thinking about it. I want to open this door to hell. You'd open it if you were me. You know you would. I, I want to do it. Oh. And the scientist guy shows up and like domes the red shirt that they're with, <laughs> yeah, and they all turn around, and he's like, "Give me the key!" And they're like, "No!" And he's like, "I'll shoot you!" And they're like, mm, "All right, fine, we'll give you the key." And then he's like, "You better not throw a knife in my back when I turn around." Oh yeah, <laughs> see, North then like hums the knife so yeah. sharply, and yeah, oh, out yeah. of nowhere, out of nowhere, just a big oh, piece of bone of his skull just took. Why didn't he just kill all of them? I don't understand why he didn't just kill all of them. You know. So, uh, one major question that I had is, at the very beginning of the movie, um, Sister Clara, who runs the orphanage, she is working with the professor guy from 713 to experiment on the children. Why did she (laughs) agree to do this? That that government paycheck, you know? They were paying for the orphanage. She's living on a nun's salary. She's living on a nun's salary, you know? Like, how, like, yeah. 22 years later, to be specific, she uh, then decides, like, commit suicide, and, like, Christian Slater just walks into, like, the orphanage and, like, finds her just, like, on the ground and goes, oh, she killed herself. (laughs) She knew. (laughs) She knew. Um, So, (laughs) getting into this... Anyway, more spoilers. Getting into these movies. (laughs) Getting into this movie, some details, important details. Budget. For this movie, twenty million dollars that did not have a high budget. Wow, those poor. Do you think, Ger- it, made a pro- those do you think po- it made a profit though? No, no those way. poor German taxpayers. Yeah. <clears throat> I I probably made a profit with the tax. I think you made a, a little bit, of, like just slightly made a profit. I mean, no they way. made their money back. I'm fifty percent loss on this movie. So, so I don't know if they made a profit because I don't know about the German. Oh, tax I thought you were about to lay stuff. some stats on us. <laughs> so <laughs> the, bo- the the box office though was twelve point five million dollars. <laughs> Uh, Worldwide, you know what? I, I bet it. I bet it did make a profit because these are movies meant for like, like you know, dollar bin like DVDs and like and like you know stuff like that. I bet like it made a killing off of that. It made a million more dollars than Wing Commander on our list, which made eleven point five million. Although I think that's deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, uh, just overall, and if, as we get into the rankings, some things that I thought about is that this movie has more action and better acting to me than Blood Rain. Yes. That's not saying much. Um, I thought the story was more put together than Blood Rain. Again, not saying much. <laughs> Still convoluted. Um, it's really bad, but at least it's somewhat intelligible. Um, there is still a lot of Yves Bull tropes, which are like the bad costumes, the like weird cuts, there's like random things coming out of nowhere. Um, Christian Slater looks bored the whole movie. Tara Reed is like just an awful actress. Um, and she was just totally miscast for this, like you said, but everything about Remember her when she said just like, new, new what is she doing land? in this movie? <laughs> she <laughs> said Newfoundland. <laughs> um, Steven Dorff is like trying his hardest in this movie, um, but he's got not a lot to work with. So 
Uh, it feels like a sci-fi original movie, but I think that's giving this movie too much credit. Yeah, I think sci-fi would have done think, a better yeah. job. I think you're right. Did you guys know also that these games are set in the 20s? Like the Alone in the Dark games are set in like... I think I think some of them are. They move through the, time, the, I think. The first three are set in the 20s, and then there's an Alone in the Dark in 2008, so after this movie, that looks like it's a modern game. Um I was blown away by that. This is like supposed to be like film noir, I guess. I was wondering why he was like a paranormal detective in the beginning of this movie because he doesn't really do any detective work ever. He's just like an adventurer slash former seventeen seven thirteen agent. Like that. That was strange. <laughs> well, so um, there was Alone in the Dark Four, which is known as the New New Nightmare, right. is set in two thousand one. Oh, and okay. That is, that is Edward Carnby. So, yes, he they do they did get the name right. <laughs> And sort of the time period. Ethan, Apple, but like, Ethan Appleby. <clears throat> yeah. And so I think myself, I think this movie goes at our new number 10. Like, that's where I think it goes. You, I think this movie is, is trash. You think I Wing think Commander is, is better? Honestly, I thought yeah, this would be a kind of a higher movie. I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> you, we, were, we were trash in Resident Evil yesterday we were watching this movie. You like Resident Evil more? No, Resident Evil was boring as shit. Uh, sorry, it's rising up the list. It's moving. It's moving. Oh god, it is. I just heard someone yell five spot. I thought th- I I enjoyed the shit out of this. I'm not gonna lie, the better, first thirty better. minutes really dragged. This movie, this movie is what, terrible. What about like, Doom? Everything about, <laughs> what about this Doom? Movie is oh, it's a hundred percent better than Doom. I was just gonna say better. Hundred percent better than Doom. It's it's probably I I enjoyed this movie more than Doom. I think it's a I think Doom is a more put together movie, but. Like, it's just boring. Like, Resident Evil and Doom, uh, out of all the movies on this list, are just the most boring-ass movies. Yeah, they're not... From the, the odds had, like, this time period where these movies just, like, were flat. Yeah. They were just garbage. And it's not bad yeah. enough to be bad in an entertaining way, and it's not good enough to be good in an entertaining way. It's just right in this, like, terrible middle that just, like, you don't care the whole time. But that's why I kind of want to give Alone in the Dark the nod here. Like, let's let's keep going. Really? Wing Commander is, is better than this movie? I'm not so sure. So I, I think they're I similar. I think they're they're comparable. Like they both are really bad, ridiculous, low budget, kind of missing the mark, but in a great way. Video game movies. I will say. I will say. So, I think this movie sold me. I before when watching Blood Rain, I was like, "Oh, Uwe Boll <laughs> sucks. Like he is just terrible. Like this movie is awful. It shows nothing." And then I watched this movie and I read some of him actually talking and like him being self-deprecate self-deprecating and I was like man maybe I kind of like Uwe Boll movies <laughs> <laughs> cuz they they this movie was very entertaining I will give it that I had a great time like yeah, I mean for that like alone first, it's got to be above like Resident Evil and a fucking Doom fuck Doom Yeah I like yeah. I don't like it's think a really goes above Prince of Persia and I don't think it would go above no. Angry Birds. No, I don't think so either. As much Angry as I, Birds. I mean, I, I, I did say five spot earlier, and now I, I understand. I've, I'm, I, you know, I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it right under Angry Birds is a solid spot. I think honestly. Well, so I do want to uh, discuss that a little bit because we're jumping a couple of movies that are like a little bit more mainstream in Resident Evil and Doom and like a little bit more traditionally made. But at the same time, back to the point of them being like really flat and bad, like Resident Evil and Doom, we talked about it. They are very, very comparable movies. And this kind of 
gets to them as well. Like there's SWAT teams fighting weird monsters and strange paintball like course locations. Basically, that's the whole movie. They don't make a lot of sense. But this was definitely more fun than both of those. This did so make you want to want play paintball. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we were all we were about to start a league. You know, we were, we were ready to go. We were watching. Would this. you <clears> Would <throat> you ever watch Doom or Resident Evil again? Would you want to watch Doom or Resident no. Evil again? I would, I, I, would, I, I, I would watch I would turn on maybe. Alone in the Dark with my wife, yeah, and be like, watch this trash, because this is, like, yeah. awesome trash. I, mean, I think like I was on record on the Doom podcast of saying I would definitely watch Doom again once and that, had fun with it. Right but, up until <clears> that scene when they started, like, just slaughtering everyone and playing metal, it was boring <laughs> as fuck before that. But right then, yeah, it was, yeah. like, the rest of the movie was just action. Right. It was like aliens meet Starship Troopers for some reason. Yeah, right. It was yeah, like, yeah. what is that? What the fuck is happening? And there was like no action in Resident Evil. And in Doom, it was a little muddled too. The most like, action in Resident Evil was that room with the lasers. Yeah. And you didn't <laughs> oh, see was, anything good there. That was a sweet scene. And that movie also has, has really bad like costuming and set design as yep. well. Um, and the story is also CGI is, I think, so. worse in Resident Evil. Yeah, also the CGI was way worse in Resident Evil. And people like said that the CGI was bad in this movie, but there's ways you can make CGI look better, and one of those ways is to make everything dark. Yep. And that's what they <laughs> yeah, did. That's, and that's that hit yeah. a lot. I'm surprised it wasn't really alone to cover it up even more. Um I'm like almost kinda like in Mike's territory, although like you know this movie I thought was so fucking boring up until like the random ass like two D cardboard shootout scene that it's like to be fair, that was like only the first third of the movie, and then the t- t- other two thirds were just action, action, mm-hmm. action, action. Let's go. Yeah. Cocaine. Um, Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of like of the mindset that it's like uh, this is like bottom ass half of the list that like uh, easy, is easy like whether it's like it's like what the real shit goes like, I, like you know someone said it a couple couple of minutes ago it was like you know which of these like shitty movies would you watch again. And, like, Blood Rain is, like, maybe the only one I would watch again because of, like, how comically bad it was. <laughs> That's the one because, I would want like, to watch the my... least. Yeah, you're the you're the only one on that train, my friend. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just say that. That's just kind of where I'm, I'm at, like, you know, I, Wing Commander was, was boring as shit. But, like, Doom does have The Rock, and it has The Rock going, Super fine, motherfucker! Always loyal <laughs> to the core! And, uh... It, uh <laughs> Surprise, bad guy, The Rock, yeah, who's that, like billed as like the main ga- main character. And that, uh, uh, and I think we always named this list like something like "Rate the Ball at God Sort About." And uh, <laughs> no, this list is doomed. It's, it's terrible. It get, yeah, we're into this for every week. I want to push month. back. I want to push back on the comment that Wing Commander was boring as shit. That was not true <laughs> at all. That movie was ridiculous and fun in a very comparable way Ooh, to boy. Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Uh, I did like I did it. I I am a Wing Commander stan. Yeah. I have seen that movie many times before this. Matthew Lillard's this, in there. <clears throat> yeah, I thought this movie was more entertaining. Wing, Wing Commander yeah. is uh, driving forty five on the highway the whole your whole trip. That's like what that <laughs> movie is. I just... Goddamn. Blood God rain. Damn. Blood rain is driving thirty on the highway. Though you know that's what I'm saying. Like there's we're, we we can agree that these are bad movies. But... <laughs> uh, Where does it go? Does it go my, at seven? Does my, it go at eight? My heart says my heart says over Doom, but my brain says under Resident uh, Evil. Under uh, Resident Evil. Oh man, yeah. I was thinking either between seven or eight. Evil. Like it would either. Like this is definitely I think the, a bad movie. Uh, I, think I, the, I think the compromise is to put it at eight. If this is what it seems. I like. was gonna say I, I'm voting in defense of, of Doom. 
I'm also very I can't, defensive I, Doom. I, I can't right. believe I just right. said that. I really Do- can't believe I Doom just said was that. Bad. Doom was bad. We all... I think Doom was well, I mean, my favorite Steve. movie that I've seen on this list. I, I haven't I seen Wing Commander. I would totally watch Doom again. Just, but. like, I'd get really fucking high, get a little drunk, and I would watch Doom again over any of the other movies. And then you'll Simple be like, why am I watching this over again? And you'll stop, and then you'll just go play video games. <laughs> then I'll just go play Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we have a new, is it, can we confirm we have a new number eight? Yeah, I'll I think so. Number eight. I think let's do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. We have a new number eight. It is Alone in the Dark. Surprise! We thought it was going to be one of the worst. It is not. It is actually not that bad. I am very I like excited. How the bottom list <laughs> is not that bad. I was going to say. Yeah, this whole, it's, this it's whole list is pretty bad. Where it is either. Yeah. Sub, sub six is where it just goes downhill. We're arguing for I minutes on end about how to do it. I was not excited for House of the Dead until I heard Juve Ball go, you, you think this movie's bad? Watch House of the Dead. <laughs> also, is that going to be, like, sad bad, like Blood Rain, or is it going to be fun bad? Like, the, oh, I don't know. I, is that going to be an actual contender for the, the new bottom of the list? I don't know. Dude, Dude, Juve so, Ball is always a contender. So many, yeah, there's so many more contenders for the bottom of the list. Also, there are a lot of bad um, video game movies. To put this list in perspective, like, although I do, I think we all kind of agree that we think Rotten Tomatoes is trash. Like, the highest uh, rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes on this list is 55%. So, I mean, like... <laughs> oh, is that, is that updated? Is the that high... updated now, though? Because that's the new Mortal Kombat that was 55%, you know what? right? Mm. That's a solid we... presidential approval rating right there, 55%. So, <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> also, also, the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie is not the highest ranked movie on our list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's obviously going to happen. We're, we're the critics in fact, In um... fact, the third movie in our list has a 10% Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> rating. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes, you know... Who knows? Rotten Tomatoes is invalid. Yeah. Time of the place. I, I will agree. say that the bottom the bottom half of our list is skewed for all the R movies. They're just like we're just gonna throw a random like blood and yeah. fucks and sex scenes mm-hmm. in here to try to make it better. Oh we've <laughs> oh no, we've done two. Two two PG movies, never mind. So, um, for so we we're in Spooktober. We have a, a video game coming up next week. That will also be a contender. Yeah, it's gonna be like contender the fucking... to the throne of the worst game of all time. And yeah. Chris and I will be talking. Oh about my god! Next week we will be talking about Dark Castle. Um, so that will be added to the list. I'd rather watch the... Alone in the Dark five more times. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really bad game. It is really, really bad game. So join us next week and next month for our movie for next month. We decided on a movie last week that I keep forgetting. What it is? It was, war, it was war, Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. 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 Rhymes with it rhymes with David Bowie's son. Making That's sure that yeah, we so all say the same thing. David Bowie's son directed two movies or a couple movies. I think he's done three now. Um, one of them was Moon, and the other one was more Warcraft. Um, Yo, Moon is a which, great, great movie. So I I don't know if Warcraft's gonna be a great movie. <laughs> I'm excited. Seen, I'm excited. I have seen some of Warcraft. I've seen some of Warcraft, and I did not want to watch more of it from what I saw. That's fair. But I saw the whole thing in theaters. 
Well, you're now, no, you, you, now you have to watch the whole thing. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I've uh, never seen it. And that, that's all I'm going to say about it until next month. And we, and we have some Warcraft experts to talk to talk about this as well. The lore. I was very deep in the lore when I played World of Warcraft and Warcraft One and Two. So, I've so. dabbled in two and three and some WoW in my time. You know, we've got we've got some some rich experience in the WoW I'm, world. Here. I'm familiar with it enough to. I never played a minute. Enjoy certain parts of that movie. I'll say because they go they go deep into into the weeds with the lore. When are we going to yeah, review they're... a Warcraft game? By the way, I feel like they're just they're sitting out there. They're waiting for us. Activ- Activision Blizzard. Mm. All right, come on. All right, yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, they're nobody's favorite right now, but gonna give it a little bit. So we'll we'll do the movie, and that's what we'll do for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could be just a, a ploy to drive up the ratings, though. You know, like they're so they're so controversial right now. People are going to want to listen. True. Maybe. You Maybe do. our take on the Activision yeah. shit. Anyway, we're just going to do the movie based on their properties anyway. <laughs> um, so yes, join us next week for Dark Castle, and we will be back. Thank you, Alcor. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Chris. Hey, anytime. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Tim. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Fuck off. What <laughs> the hell? That was in alphabetical order, by the way. I did that on purpose. Nice. Um, we will be back next week for a, another episode. Oh, um, please enjoy. <laughs> um, let's go play uh, some video games. Yeah, let's go <laughs> do that thing we do. Okay, bye. bye.